Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I really appreciate your presence. Um, I hope you're having a great week. Um, today we're going to talk about something that happened in the news and it's very important to talk about, not only in the geological perspective, but in the historical perspective. It's very, very important. This is the basis of everything we do. Understand every single junction, understand it from a geological strong point, a geographical strong point, um, astronomical, historical, economics, and so on and so forth. Uh, because the geography and the geology of a land decide its economics, it decides its um, uh, the way um, the environment, it decides how the, the inhabitants of this area are going to live, how they're going to survive. And from there, you have your traditions, your ideologies, your, um, your um, cultures. It, it all uh, derives itself from the dependent, the, your necessity to depend on the land and survive on the land. So today we're talking about Turkey and its unf um, un um, um, disastrous um, earthquake that just happened recently, uh, yesterday or today morning, was it early today morning? And I'm, I'm going to start by, by offering my condolences to the people who've suffered, the people who've lost their lives and who've suffered. It is a terrible, terrible tragedy, tragedy. whatever your, um, whatever your, um, um, your ability, your ideologies are, whatever your politics are, this is a um, human tragedy. It's very important to understand it and, and offer your condolences and, and even to those who are not very, who not appreciative of, of this region and the politics of this region. Um, there are human beings here, they've lost their lives and it's important to share their space and time with them and I ask you to please send all your positive energy as much as possible to these people because they're going to need it, they're going to need your warmth and we, we pray for them that they uh, may find some peace in wherever they are and, 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 and warmth and there are people looking after them, very, very, very important. Um, so basically, we're going to talk about the geology that, that makes this area a very seismic zone. So we've heard in all the, every single video on YouTube, uh, we have seen that this area, Turkey, is sitting on a very seismic zone. So earthquakes are very common here, just like in Japan and just like in California along the um, fault line in in, in uh, California uh, Pacific uh, Rim if I'm not mistaken is that what it's called um but this zone is the most the biggest and the most important zone uh for earthquakes that you'll ever come across and very dangerous why because it is sitting in the, one of the most populated areas of the planet um so let's go straight down to it i'm going to post uh, the picture of this geological map of this um of this area onto my onto my facebook page and also onto the uh, hub hopper site where i have my um where i have my um podcast so basically um if you look at this area 
We've already spoken about this area. It is sitting on a very seismic zone. There are two plates. So basically a continent is a tectonic plate. It's a plate that moves all the time, okay? Because the earth is moving, the energy field of the earth, the inner core of the earth is moving. And so the energy field will then affect the plates, the mass, the tectonic plates that form the continent that's over um, the sea level, it will, it will affect these tectonic plates. And these tectonic plates are always moving because the Earth's inner core is moving, the Earth is circumambulatory, and these tectonic plates move. So on one side, you've got the African plate that forms the African continent, okay? You have the North African plate and the African plate, and then you have the Arabian plate that that uh, collides with it so you have the just picture the arabian continent and it's a tectonic plate in between these two plates you have a, a fault line because these this african plate then bangs against the Amer arabian plate and they both this friction along this these plates and this friction below the earth's surface is called a, uh, will come up at the fault line where these two meet so along Below the Red Sea, uh, Red Sea, you have what is known as a fault line, and it ends, which is when it reaches the Sinai Desert, Israel, Lebanon, Syria. It's called the Dead Sea Fault Line. Okay, but it it runs below the Red Sea. Okay, in between the African Plate and the Arabian Plate, and it goes upwards, northwards. Um, and Israel and Jordan are sitting bang on this fault line. That means one side is Israel, the other side is, is Jordan. It's sitting absolutely bang on this fault line. So you are looking at a very, very seismic zone, constantly seismic, okay? So this is called the Dead Sea Fault Line. The mo moment it touches the Sinai Desert, it goes below the desert, and then it reaches uh, under, Turk, under Tur sorry, Syria, under Lebanon, that's why you had the the uh, uh, Beirut blast uh, with the um, um, chemical energy that was uh, the ports uh, were blown off because it was chemical energy stored in 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 these uh, in in near the port and blasted. It blew off and it was caused by the friction underneath the uh, tectonic plates, the fault line. So this fault line goes further up north. And then you have the, the, the tectonic plate of Turkey. It's also called as, the, as Anatolia. So Anatolia uh, is sitting itself on a tectonic plate. But this plate, the tectonic plate, is being rubbed, is rubbing against the Arabian plate on one side and the Eurasian plate on the northern side. So you have fault lines going um, which is called the Eastern Anatolian Fault Line, that's south of Turkey. Um, and you've got Northern Anatolian Fault Line that forms the Eurasian Plate. So Turkey, the Turkish country that you call Turkey, is actually sitting on an Anatolian Fault Line that is being squeezed between these two tectonic plates. And I'm going to explain it to you in much more detail right now. And you will understand. I will also put an, uh, an image of these plates so you understand what's happening below uh, the Earth's surface. So, um, 
So in January 2020, three days after a strong earthquake struck the eastern Turkish provinces, uh, rescue teams were still trying to free survivors, just like we have today. Uh, many people died. Uh, but the epicenter of that quake was located on the eastern Anatolian fault line. So, and I need you to understand that it's the same thing that's happening today. The eastern Anatolian fault line is about 300 miles east or southeast of the Turkish capital Ankara. This fault line is one of the two major earthquake zones in the country. It straddles both Europe and Asia and its historic crossroads. In fact, in Turkey, in fact, Turkey is one of the most seismically most active nations in Eurasia. The cause of the dangerous seismic activity is the collision of several of the plates which make up the surface of the earth like a giant, slowly moving jigsaw puzzle. Much of the Asian portion of Turkey is, has its own plate, known as the Anatolian plate. This relatively small puzzle piece is being squeezed between two giant tectonic plate systems coming from the south with its velocity of approximately one inch per year. The Arabian plate is ramming, ramming against the Eurasian plate. Okay, so the stable platform extending along the northern edge of Turkey. In fact, the Eurasian plate stretches for thousands of miles from the mid-ocean ridge in the Atlantic Ocean, okay, into, the, into eastern Siberia. So it goes further up north, but it passes through the north of Turkey. It call, it's called the North Anatolian Plate. Caught between these two monster plates, the Anatolian block is trying to escape the enormous squeezing forces by wriggling out of the stranglehold towards the west. Like most tectonic plate movements, this slow inching is not smooth and slick. Instead, the Anatolian plate is scraping and lurching past its bigger neighbors from the north and the south on its way towards west on its way west towards Greece and the Aegean Sea. In northern regions of Turkey, this scraping motion is very similar to that taking place in California. It is therefore it therefore leads to a stripe a strike slip fault similar to the Californian fault line. The major fault in is called major fault in the north is called the North Anatolian Fault Line or NAF. Some of the strongest quakes ever measured in Asia Minor occur during this along the seismic demarcation line. Among them was the most destructive uh, quake in Turkey for the past hundreds of years. Um, where thousands and thousands of people were killed. The eastern edge of the Anatolian plate also scrapes past its tormentor, the Arabian plate, forming the eastern Anatolian fault line. Along this line, two blocks also move in a strike-slip fashion. The f um, while other segments of the eastern Anatolian fault line has ruptured in the decades, the section which broke, which... Um, this section has not experienced significant quakes for 150 years. So this is, this is big, uh, what's happened today. This quake-free interval and destruction which followed, which followed served as a reminder of the severe seismic hazard lurking beneath our feet 
um, on any fault line. Um, so it is very, very important um, to understand these, the coincidence in size and disaster and disastrous consequence of the quakes in Turkey is a hazard of the fault line. Um, so, my dear friends, I'm going to post this picture, and, and it's very important to understand that Turkey, the Anatolian plate of Turkey, is sitting on between two fault lines, and these two fault lines are, um, are scraping against two major other tectonic plates. One is the Arabian plate from the north, uh, from the southeast, from the eastern part um southeast basically um and you've got the northern fault line that is the um that is absolutely uh, in friction against um the eurasian plate and istanbul the city of istanbul is bang on this uh, ankara is also bang on on um on a fault line uh very close by not exactly on the fault line but very close by okay the fault line does not pass to ankara but it is um it is uh, very, very close to the northern Anatolian fault line. Istanbul, however, is on the fault line and they're expecting a very, very big earthquake over there. That is very important to understand. Um, like I said, why do these fault lines occur? Because our tectonic plates that make up the continents are always moving. So we look at the map today. The map 3 billion years ago was not the same. The map 2 billion years ago was not the same. And 1 billion years was not the same. We are constantly moving a small inch every day. But small inches a lot. And these plates, these tectonic plates, or as we call them continents, are always in friction with other plates. And this zone uh, is very, very important. Now, what I'm trying to bring to you here is, is something that I want you to understand, that air travel only happened, started, what, 100 years ago? Before that, people walked on foot. People used boats, ships, uh, fleets, but there's no air. So this zone is very important because people, if they had to go to, um, to Europe, uh, if they had to go to Asia, if they had to go to Africa, to Arabia, they had to pass through the zone. This is a, a junction for, um, for three continents. It's a junction for the European continent, for the African continent, for the Asian continent, and also the Arabian continent. Because Arabia is, is part of Asia, but it's also a continent in itself a plate in itself and that's very important you had to pass now i'm going to bring you back to something very important if everyone had to pass this is a very very uh important zone all caravan trade passed through it all ships passed through it because it was important uh for the ships to be um for trade uh goods and services uh if they're going to war, if they're going anywhere, they had to pass through this zone. Otherwise, you go via the tip of the South African continent or of South Africa and then go back up, which is much longer. So this is a very uh, high traffic zone, okay? whether it's people, whether it's ships, whether it's commerce. And only until recently do we have air. So this zone has sort of become redundant. We don't need this. We need the airspace. 
And, and this is exactly what I'm telling, trying to bring your attention to. What happened here during the times when the, the, the plates have been here for 250 million years in this position? We know of that. So what exactly happened when they didn't have all these machines and the, and the, and the earthquakes happened, the volcanic zone? This is a huge volcanic zone. So how do you... Um, how do you know, um, how did the people take care of, of themselves when the earthquakes were happening in the previous years, in the previous decades, centuries, millennium? How did it happen? How did they take care? They did not take care. There was no way they could, um, there was no way that they could take care of uh, of themselves and that's why the empires crumble you see all these big empires the roman empires who were here the uh, e the um byzantium empires how did they how did they um they 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 take care of these volcanic eruptions and these earthquakes they did the moment the their temples and their big stadiums fell down that was it was over there's no way they can build it again and they had to abandon it and that's why you have these cities abandoned and another empire another tribe would come and take it over because there was no way that they would have be able to help themselves or clear people who were trapped below the surface uh because these earthquakes happen all the time all the time that's why these empires collapsed so the byzantium empire collapsed the um the roman empire collapsed because at one point it gets too much to rebuild and rebuild because earthquakes are constant in this area and the civilization would come to an end there would be fire there would be lo loss of life there would be a uh, plague there would be disease and there would be uh, disruption in the human human uh, chain there would be disruption in the animal chain on the food chain and so people would die of starvation there would be plague there would be disease and automatically people would have to abandon this area and leave abandon this area and leave so generation after generation cycle after cycle the uh, millennium after millennium it's been the same thing because this these plates have been in this area for 250 million years at least between 250 to 300 million years and they're going to be here for here for a couple of million years more um so can you imagine what people did when they abandoned everything they abandoned they would move to another place so that's why we were nomadic people people would say why you know all these nomads uh they have got uh, you know they had so ignorant it's not that they were ignorant the the species of life whether um you know whether human amphibian um um you know animal um, are migratory nomadic people were migratory because the earth is always changing its form uh, at least the tectonic plates and so you have to survive and one when one one side goes down you go to another side when once the other side goes down you come back to the previous side and you're always moving you can't change the earth you cannot change the tectonic plates but you can change yourself and you can move so people would be nomadic would move to places that were safer and the cycle of life would start again 
One of the areas to go is um, they would re seek refuge what would be in Europe. In Europe, the only thing in Europe is it's cold. It's very cold. So, you know, they would have to leave their sunny life in, in Asia, in, in, in Arabia, in, in this entire zone and go to Europe. Although they went, it was very difficult. They could go to Africa, but Africa is densely populated with either the Sahara Desert, where it's very difficult to survive, or the Central African Republics, where there's there's a lot of forest, lots and lots of forest, but they would have to, then people from this area would not be, uh, would take a very long time to settle down in the African life desert because completely different people, different mannerisms, different um, way of survival, they wouldn't be able to survive. Uh, and so the easiest place to go, very important to understand, is the Indian subcontinent, where it's not a highly tectonic zone, uh, seismic zone. There's food all year round. The climate is good. Uh, there is agriculture. There's water, and you don't have the problem. So understand how people from here overflow onto the Indian subcontinent again and again and again for thousands and thousands of years. India, what we call India today, has been the civilization of, refu of refugees for thousands and millennium um, because of her natural resources. So the Indian subcontinent, the Bharat civilization, has benefited from people coming from all over the the the. the all over the world uh, seeking refuge. And she has given her soil, she has given her food, she has shared her, her, her medicine, her education to the thousands and millions of refugees coming to our shores. And one, at one point, we would have all been refugees. Our ancestors would have all been refugees who came to the continent at one point and then integrated a line. And now we call ourselves Indian or Hindu. Um, and that became Hindustan. So at one point, we were all refugees coming from different lands, coming for work, economic refugees, uh, medical refugees. And that still happens today. So it's very, very important to understand all of this. Uh, now, coming back to the zone, how did they survive? How did these people who remain near survive in the zone or form some type of civilization near generation after generation? Well, they had what is called as uh, zones, COVID zones. Um, so every time there was... Um, every time they had um, an earthquake and and people would die, and there would be disease, there would be hunger, they would form a safe zone, or green zone, as we call today, and people would live there, and not mix with the others, because those who were there uh, maintain a certain uh, way of life, um, maintain certain uh, dietary functions, maintain certain uh, functions of cleanliness, to keep away the plague to keep away the disease uh, they washed and washed and clean and all of this then became what is known as traditions because they had to survive in zones uh, where there were no disease they had to survive in zones where there was agriculture there was water but was not contaminated very much like our covid i mean how do you how did we survive in covid we isolated ourselves we built green zones red zones uh, orange zones whatever colors you have 
in order to isolate people and say, okay, you don't go there, she doesn't go here. Why? Because we did not want people to transfer, transmit diseases, just like we say at airports. Please wash your hands, put your mask on. Similarly, in these areas, also in the ancient, ancient world, they had zones and they in these zones they managed to say okay this is this these are the rules and regulation you have to keep your social distance you have to wash your hands you have to clean all the time you have to make sure that you eat certain foods don't eat others make sure it's clean and these traditions then became what is known after as as kosher uh, that's where the kosher comes from kosher comes from uh, from this, the traditions of the air people of this area who had to survive in this very seismic zone, in this very difficult zone, uh, where their food st food stocks would always be depleted because of uh, earthquakes and volcanic eruptions, disruption in the food chain, um, and they form ideologies in this. Of course, you say, but God gave it. God doesn't give it. People attach God to it because of a simple reason: is that people, the only way to get to convince people to do something is to attach God to it. We do it even till today. So when you attach God to it, all all of a sudden becomes holy becomes heavenly and you all and now you have an ideology so these traditions to survive in these areas became important and they were attached to god and all of a sudden not all of a sudden but over time they became ideologies but these ideologies get from the get themselves of a form for a necessity to survive in these very difficult seismic zones so we got kosher that means you know permitted foods in a particular area and and for you to survive cleanliness rules um were developed uh, only to survive in these in in this uh in this region and if you look at um uh, basic Hebrew uh, liturgy, you look at Hebrew laws, Hebrew, the Torah, the Talmud, the Mishnah, all of these are talking about dietary laws, they're talking about cleanliness laws, and you say, but why? Why do you need all these cleanliness laws? Because they are sitting in a very seismic zone. So these laws were made specific for these zones, uh, to, uh, survival, and they became ideologies in the next world. They did not become ideologies um, from God. God did not give them. Man developed these ideologies, and man took these ideologies, attached them to God, and God. And then after they said, well, God has given us this, and they fought for 3,000 years because of this. But it all starts with this geological and seismic zone. So it's very important to understand the geology and the geography behind um, um, an area, to understand then how history is formed, how economics is formed, and then the politics of the area. So when they form these, these, these green zones and these ideologies, these um, traditions to survive in this area, these are traditions that become ideologies. Um, and this is what we call today Judaism. Judaism has sprung up from this necessity to survive. They then fought and formed two other different religions called Christianity and, and Islam. Uh, but very important to understand, 
If you did not follow these ideologies, my dear friend, if you did not follow them, uh, you were shunned by life. If you were sick, you were shunned. If you put into, uh, you were sent to die in in uh, leprosy colonies because you would contaminate the whole tribe. You would contaminate everyone else. So there would be leprosy colonies away from the big cities, away from the big routes, the trade routes, um, and. Uh, y- if you wanted to survive, then you had to follow these rules, which then became ideologies of God. Uh, and people who refused to uh, follow these rules um, were then considered to be poor because they were not allowed to be in society because they, they shunned God. So God has shunned them and they have shunned God and that's why they're sick because God has cursed them with an illness because he refuses to follow God. So God says, so technically God is the traditions formed by man uh, to survive in these areas. This, these people who refused to survive to use these laws um, were called poor and they were not allowed to benefit of a, a regular urban society. So this poverty, the word poor in Hebrew is called Dalit, my friend. Dalit is someone who is poor. And this poverty is because he refused to follow the rules of God for isolation, cleanliness, and prayer. And basically, uh, these people... who who were then shunned by society are called Dalit, as in poor, then uh, not given any medical aid. They were sent to leprosy colonies. And from there, these colonies, these people then migrated as refugees to the Indian continent. And this Indian continent has taken over the burden of uh, these refugees from all over the world, especially the Arabic, Aramaic, the Turkish, the uh, what we call today Hebrew refugees. Uh, and this Dalit has now become part of the Indian mindset, but it's not Indian by any chance. It comes from the Middle East. It comes from Hebrew. Very important to note the folk alphabet of the Hebrew language is called Dalit, and it comes from the concept of poor, poverty, and this word uh, then got transferred to the Indian subcontinent. But all started with survival on this uh, plate. Now, this is not something that started with Abrahamic religions. It started 350 to 300 million years ago. It's a geological fault line, which has become a necessity to survive because there was no other way to survive in the zone. Um, And you had to move through the zone in order for you to go to different continents. Uh, And that's why it was so important to control the zone. And that's why all the empires wanted this zone, but they couldn't understand the fault lines behind below the earth because how are they going to understand it? So for them, everything came from God, from the heavens, because the heavens came down with rain, with sunshine, with snow, with food, with volcanic eruption. They could not understand the faults below, and that's why they invented heaven and hell. So if you are bad, you would go to hell. If you did not pray, if you were you would become poor, mean dalit, you'd go to hell, and. Um, so on and so forth. So uh, they did not understand the fault line, so they pretended they 
formed ideologies based on the heavens and, and said God is shining upon them in the heavens. In reality, all that is important to note for you is the geology and the geography of a land. That's the most important thing in order for you to survive in this area wherever you go in this world. And that's where all history comes from, economics come from. Uh, that's where all... Um, your ideologies come from, religions come from, they all come from the basis of your survival on a particular geological and geographical area. Very important to understand. So if you want to study history, you want to study economics, you want to study ideology, you have to understand the geology and geography of the land where they uh, start. Uh, so that will end my little podcast on uh, this Anatolian unfortunate fault line that has caused a massive earthquake uh, in Turkey. We ask you to pray for them, uh, to send your good wishes, and if you can, uh, send whatever food or clothing you, you want to. Uh, you're most welcome. So thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a good day and peace, my friends.